This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, still searching for a successful Red Raider road recipe under Joey McGuire. Cottage time in Morgantown, West Virginia. Lend a hand in that effort. We get into all of the above. And also with non-conference action over, what is it about Texas Tech we think we feel best about? Uh... You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks to those making us their first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Hope you're subscribed so you never miss an episode today's episode brought to you by game time download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on college for 20 bucks off your first purchase with the only chris level i'm casey callan and chris great to be back with you my man and looking ahead to another road trip for joey mcguire and the red raiders has not been kind to texas tech within the mcguire era you finished a little bit stronger last year than you started but of course this season have already been on the road once, and it didn't go well from Laramie, Wyoming. So going to get to something from Coach McGuire on that, including maybe some help from an unexpected angle. Also later on in the show, want to get to some thoughts on Taj Brooks, who had a big day Saturday against Tarleton State. Could we see it again against the Mountaineers? Could be key, obviously, in a tough road contest. And also, as we open up Big 12 play, We'll get to some non-conference thoughts as now that dust has settled as to maybe what we like the most heading in to Big 12 action. But first, Chris, let's get back to that challenge of leaving the friendly confines of Jones Stadium, hitting the road, and thoughts on that from Tech Head Coach Joey McGuire. And I actually texted Coach McCaslin this morning. I sent him a, a slide of one of the PowerPoints I used yesterday. Uh, with the players, it's the first time I've used this with this group. It's talking about playing on the road, and it comes from Larry Brown. And I asked him, I said, you know, are there anything that you do, um, you know, or think about on the road? And, you know, and he was just talking about uh, pulling tighter, you know, even from the huddle, how tight are your huddles when you're coming out of, you know, breaks, um, you know, really feeding off of each other and the energy. Because one thing, whenever you go on the road, you know, at home, you kind of have your juice crew you know, which is great for college football. You have that group that has the tire and they're jumping around before the kickoff and everything on the road, you don't. So you've got to do a good job of bringing your own energy. It's something we're going to talk about, um, you know, and, and uh, it's, uh, it's an environment that, that uh, is going to be a lot of fun to play in if you're a college football player and a fan because they are uh, fanatics, you know, whenever you're talking about their fan base. You got to play well, you know. Um, whenever we played well against Iowa State, we were able to kind of quiet the crowd, and um, so you got to play well early to hopefully cr- quiet the crowd a little bit and not let them have the momentum. Yeah, you know that that's the. It, it, sometimes it's about when you play people, 
and it's not where you play them. It's just the way that it falls and kind of what's going on at the time. Um, I, I think because the result of last week's game with West Virginia and Pitt, you, you're, you're going into, uh, you know, uh, a loud, raucous, where, where it could have been really, I don't want to say polar opposite, but it, it's stark difference in what it could have been had they lost that game. Because I don't think at that point it's full. I think that they're ready to kind of boo the the Mountaineers and Neil Brown at the first sign of adversity or that it's not going well. Now there's a little equity there. Uh, they've beaten a pit team that, you know, is, has won a lot of games over the last two years. I don't think they're very good or as good this year, obviously. Uh, but that place will be it, – it'll be completely packed on at 2.30. And it's a tough place to play, like like most of these places are on the road. And, you know, and, the, and, and this is a deal with Joey's team until it's not. You know, yeah. uh, under Joey McGuire, they're one and five in true road games. Um, I think, um, y- you know, the Wyoming win is the one that you've got, and you did win the bowl game, which is neutral field. Iowa State, I wish you were right in the Freudian slip. You said Wyoming. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, sorry. I meant uh, – yeah, I was thinking yellow yeah, and gold. I yeah, I meant Iowa State. Sorry. Um, last year, Iowa State and yeah. the Wyoming game kind of – you thought you were going to get some traction there, and it just – it didn't It didn't happen for you. Um, so, I I think you can you can trick it up. You can do a lot of different things. I mean, he's talked about he, – he's going to do some different things – uh, practice wise and the way that they order certain things and and yeah you've got to manufacture your own energy and all that it just simply comes down to playing well and being very mature and then and then continuing to understand that when you go into these games especially on the road more often than not and almost guaranteed something bad and maybe plural is going to happen how do you handle that? Do you do you go sit in the corner and go, oh man, this is not good. I can't wait to go home. Or do you just keep, you know, do, do you like it's good? I mean, we're we're fine, you know. Um, so you learn a lot about your team on the road, but you can't get anywhere near a conference championship if you don't can't win consistently on the road. Just yeah. doesn't it doesn't work. You've got to win all your home games for the most part, then you've got to win the majority of them on the road. That's just kind of how this thing works. And it's going to be not impossible, but really difficult to be relevant in the conference race late. If you start out. zero and one. Yeah. Um, no question. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't, um, is a long way to go, but you're, you're, you're going to look to have to go to, I don't know, eight and one, seven and two, six and three at worst to have a chance to play in Arlington, in my opinion. Oh yeah. And just consider the uh, restlessness level of the natives. If you were to uh, slip up here in this, conference opener uh chris i want to ask you hey man how about a key uh to winning a game on the road but you know last time we dove into our bag of tricks we had this brilliant <laughs> idea of a quick start well that didn't work out so i don't know if we want to go right Check. back there. done it got it <laughs> yeah, exactly. absolutely that was the opposite of what we saw last year you talked about that heading to wyoming hey you rarely or never got off to a quick start so that's one thing you'd like to do you did it and then you didn't capitalize on it. So where do we begin with the blueprint for this one? 
Well, th- that that is typically going to be. I mean, I, I would still always take a, a, a fast start. <laughs> the the thing that concerns me about this game in particular is this is clearly a thing with West Virginia. I mean, you, you've had their number. There's one player on their entire roster that has been a part or that was on the West Virginia roster that's beaten Texas Tech. And in that game, he didn't even play. Is one of their starting uh, DBs. He was on the team in 2018. It's the last time they've beaten Texas Tech. It's clearly a thing. And Neil's talked about this is easy for us to move past the pit game because we worked on Texas Tech this summer. We worked on we, – we, we, everybody knows we have not beat them. They have had our number. And it was 48-10 to 10 in Lubbock last year. 48-10. Yeah. to 10. Um, That was just, one of the bigger parties of the season, just a fun day. Yeah, and I thought you – you know, so specifically to this one, I you know, they're, I think they're going to start their backup quarterback, although he was a very highly recruited guy. actually went to the same high school as uh, Tyler Shuck in Arizona, ironically. Hmm. Didn't start there, but finished uh, high school there. Uh, Nico Marchio, and he he was a highly recruited guy, just not a ton of experience. Uh, but but they're they're all about their run game, man, and they're all about they have a very good offensive line. This will, um, I, I you know they have an NFL guy at center and Zach Fraser, who was a preseason All American, first team All Big Twelve guy. I think their tackles are really good. Guards, I don't I don't know, but you know their, their tackles kind of show up. But their offensive line and they just bull, it's bully ball, man. So that's the thing. And I think Tim DeRuiter even said it this week. You know, it's going to – not a lot of secrets here. going to be kind of mano-a-mano. That'll kind of tell the tale. Uh, if you can stop their run game, you're going to have a good chance. And, and you you can't give them anything. You know, it's it's the old adage, the whole turnover thing. But, I mean, stopping the run and, and taking care of the ball, those are the two simplest. Um, we, we'll, as we go later on in the week, we can get into really specific – keys but the blanket statement right there on how to win this one because this is going to be kind of a fist fight and an ugly game but that's what West Virginia kind of wants um and I you know that that's what they got last week and they were able to outlast Pitt and that's what they're going to try to do do again this weekend and now let's talk about me as a Texas Tech fan am I insane to want that kind of game first today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. And the NFL season is on and popping, and the only place to be in the center of all the action is with America's number one sports book. And right now, new FanDuel customers can bet five bucks and get 200 bucks in bonus bets back, guaranteed. But there's more. All customers, new or old, who bet $5 are going to get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Translation right now is the best time to join FanDuel by downloading their safe, secure, and easy-to-use app where you can bet on anything and everything. And when you're a winner, you're always paid instantly with FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on and take advantage of their NFL kickoff offer that you can't afford to miss. From FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. FL, let's talk about me as a Texas Tech fan. Am I insane to want that kind of game? Because, Chris, I kind of feel like black and blue, muddy it up, and we might as well just get to that dirty four, as referenced by Tech head coach Joey McGuire. Because I want to turn to the Red Raiders' own ground game. We've heard, yeah, West Virginia's going to run it, then they're going to try to run it again. And if you stop them or they get yards, doesn't matter. They're going to try to run it again after that. And to me, I don't know how well they're going to do it, obviously, so they just do it really well over and over and over. It's not going to be good for Texas Tech. But to me, given what Tech has been offensively, which is very limited, I'm kind of anxious to see that because I almost feel like that could be to some advantage in that I would believe West Virginia offensively doesn't really have like some quick strike firepower or whatever to extend a margin, you know, well beyond uh, being able to get back in the ball game. So I'm somewhat anxious to see this play out that way because I think it could be good for Texas Tech. But the only way it can be good for Texas Tech is if it's Taj time again in West Virginia. We saw a career day for him against Tarleton. Could we see it again? Let's take a listen to head coach Joey McGuire. I think he's one of our best players right now, and um, and and we're running the football well. Um, so I definitely think you've got to you've got to continue that. I mean, he hot, he's hot, he's healthy, he feels great, he's got a lot of confidence. Um, I think he's seeing the. You know, I mean, he had 19 carries. I, I felt like 17 of the 19 were really quality. Uh, you know, runs by him whenever it comes to seeing it. Um, you know, I keep reminding him he's 225 pounds. I need him to be 225 whenever it is muddy and cloudy. You know, we talk about getting the dirty four. And so we got to continue to do that of getting, getting that whenever it is. But he's one of our best players, you know, and one of our best players right now. And so you're going to see the run game, you know, and you're, hopefully you're going to see it. Uh, you know, even more. I think you're going to see Taj doing that. You'll see Nehemiah in the backfield. But Nehemiah also has to have a, a bigger role at receiver, you know, to give some guys breaks. And for him, you know, he's really good in open space. Xavier is the same way. Um, but we got we to gotta keep getting Taj going, you know, because whenever he has those carries that are uh, 11, 12 to 19 to 20 carries a game, then all of a sudden you're going to see a lot of production on the run ga- in the run game. Chris, it looked really good uh, a week ago as far as the traditional ground game, but it ain't an FCS opponent on the other side of the line of scrimmage Saturday, man. You think they can uh, repeat some of the formula? I, I think you've got to be able to run it against these guys. I think their secondary, though, has really been their Achilles heel. The secondary is where they have kind of uh, – I even heard this – and all the things that I, I read and, and listened to yesterday was that their defensive coordinator purposely, you know, had some adjustments and, and things that they had worked on that they didn't show in the Duquesne game because they didn't feel like they needed to, and then kind of unveiled a lot during the Pitt game. And obviously Pitt couldn't throw it anywhere, I think finished with 70 or 80 yards passing. <laughs> now that I think you would be able to, to, to do better than that. Obviously, I would certainly hope so. Uh, but that's really been – I think they're – you know, West Virginia's defensive line is much better than everybody thought. I think that's where their strength of their defense is. The weakness, however, is their is their secondary and giving up the bigger plays. They felt like they fixed some of that because Pitt 
got picked off three times trying to throw into it. So I don't, I don't know, but you're going to be asked to run the ball. And I think, you know, they have a healthy respect for Taj Brooks uh, up there. I'm interested to see if you get Cameron Valdez back or if it's more Nehemiah Martinez or if it's more Tyler Shuck via the ground game. But, uh, yeah, traditional running yards or running yards in general uh, are going to be, you know, needed to move the chains. Because that's, you know, that's the other thing, man. You haven't been really good on third down, and you need to be better. Yeah, and I think some of that may have to do also with the position you put yourself in on third down. Average yards uh, needed to gain there, always an important number at the end of any game. And uh, been kind of hit or miss, probably more missed than hit, I think, so far through the first few games. And uh, Chris, I, I thought it was kind of interesting, and I like the answer, by the way, from offensive coordinator Zach Kittley when asked about uh, running his quarterback so much. Are you ever concerned injury-wise, health-wise? Nope. It's football was pretty much the gist of the answer. I think you could worry yourself to death about this kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I think it's just you, you have to realize, look, it, I'm, it's wasted energy to worry and worry and worry and worry about, you know, you know, a, a quarterback getting injured when he could if you could drop back and throw it 50 times a game and never running one time and he could still get injured because he gets sacked or, yeah. you know, tries to escape the pocket and gets tackled. So, um and, and, and I and I will tell you that I just think there's a level of in college, anyways, your quarterback is gonna run. And I will I will go to the grave. You can put it on my tombstone. It'd be a weird random thing for a passerby to see, but you can put it on my tombstone that an offensive lineman would rather move forward than go backwards. Ten times out of ten. Let them boys eat. Hey, 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 hey. Okay. Coming up dead ahead. How about a nice, tidy non-conference review big 12 action is almost upon us we've got three non-conference dates now in the books in a variety of experiences by the way what do we think we like about this team whether it's an aspect a phase of the game position group what do we think we like about the red raiders as you open up big 12 play we'll get to that next on locked on texas tech first today's episode brought to you by Game time and buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be a stress-inducing experience, but if you've ever done it, you know it can be, especially last minute, but not with game time. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for sports, concerts, and much, much more. Not just fast, secure, and easy to use, but you're also going to find unbeatable deals on last-minute tickets, and with their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing and start pre-gaming download the game time app today and rest easy with the game time guarantee knowing you're always going to get the best prices and you can have them in a flash delivered straight to your phone snag tickets without the stress with game time and just download the game time app today create an account and use the code locked on college for 20 bucks off your first purchase terms do apply again create an account and use the promo code locked on college for $20 off download the game time app today for last minute tickets and the lowest price Guaranteed. On for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, always free and available on YouTube or wherever you got this podcast. Subscribe if you haven't so far so you never miss an episode. With Chris, I'm Casey. Back to wrap it up as we are staring down the barrel of Big 12 play. Non-conference is now in the rear view. Do we know anything? For better or worse, what do we like? Maybe what's on the other list? I don't know if we'll get to that today necessarily. Chris, maybe just keep it pleasant uh, for now. I'm trying to figure out, like, what do I have some confidence in in this team 
as you open up conference play. So what's near the top or at the top of your list? What, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? Your punter. Damn you. <laughs> You're so right, it hurts. <laughs> I mean the truth he, hurts. Yeah, he he he's he's been really good. Um yeah, and we did. didn't use him with the uh, lead in the third quarter. Uh, okay, never mind. It's a different episode. Yeah, I haven't haven't used him much. Um, Sexiest punter in the country, Steve. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh but you know, and, and all kidding aside, I bet in a game like this, uh the kind of style of game that you may be in on Saturday, he will he will uh, be worth worth uh, using on occasion. So we'll see. Um, you, you know, I, I I would say that your interior of your defensive line has been as advertised. Uh, I think I think even the emergence of Quincy Ledet has even made it a bit better. Um, I think that he's playing some meaningful snaps for you. Um, and I think Tony and Jalen, while they haven't just overwhelmed. And and we've called their name a ton. They've been just solid to to better than that, if that makes sense. Um, and then I, you know, the the only other thing, and I and I can't really say position. It's more individual. It's one of the guys we just talked about. Actually, it's just it's Taj Brooks. Um, I think that you know his st- statistics in the first game, not you know really there uh i think in the second game you wished he would have gotten him the ball a bit more and then obviously you know but it's all the other things that he does too with the pass protection now i'm I'm gonna i'm bragging on taj but then one of the sacks that uh for shuck the other day was just because against tarleton was because taj missed his block on the backer which he never does after the week where he's called the best ass pro back they've ever seen i know know. that's just about right i mean complimented then yeah just yeah so uh but but i think overall because because the the more important topic Cowan, is like let's go through it i mean quarterback play has just not been you know is overwhelmingly good as what we thought bad Um, i think it's been uh, okay it needs to be better and and, and that quarterback's gonna get there's there's too many drops uh and i think the group up front hasn't played near as well as you would have thought and so some of that you know, allows the quarterback to not be as efficient. Um, and, and, you know, obviously with the quarterback play, the turnovers, but I think the O-line has been a work in progress. I think it's, it's, it's gotten better, but it's not to where you, you want it to be. You'll learn a lot this weekend. I think you, you go run the ball for 150, 200 yards uh, against West Virginia. And I think that, you, you know, you may come out of there going, okay, they're, they're just kind of steadily getting better. I think wide receivers have maybe been, dare I say, one of the biggest disappointments on the team. Uh, way too many drops. I think you'll 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 hear just a lot of just kind of missed assignments and like a lot of miscommunication uh, on, on, okay, I ran the wrong route. Or, man, I thought I thought you'd check to a pass play and I'm out here. Or I thought you checked a run play and I'm out here run blocking. There's just a lot of, you know, I don't know, uh, not, not been great. And, and the drops have been the most frustrating thing to me. Uh, because for Shuck on Saturday, for example, I think Taj missed one uh, right out of the backfield, an easy catch, and then Miles missed two that he's got his hands on, both of them. They would have been tougher catches, but he's got his hands on both. And so I just – I don't know. The, the wide receiver group has just not been near as what I was hoping for. And then Loic Fungi is just non-existent right now. Yeah. Uh, I think defensive back-wise, I think that's where you maybe have a conversation about where you've been – pretty good so that's like in a, in a tier 
because you've, you've started to take it away a little bit. You gave up the one big play versus Oregon. But other than that, you've kind of limited uh, things. Um, and, you know, I, I think Malik and Rabbit and I mean, Rabbit's playing maybe one of the best on the team of anybody, uh, regardless of position. Uh, but I think your secondary, I would say, and so it, it, it it's all kidding aside. But it's, it's punter, it's it's Taj, and it's your your defensive line, and it's your secondary. Those have been the bright spots uh, to this point. Linebackers still very much a work in progress, as as are your 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 pressure, your edge guys. I think uh, are very much a work in progress. Yeah, I don't really. There, there's nothing offensively I can point to. Um, the quarterback play has been worse than expected. The wide receivers have not made any visible progress from a season ago, and that's the same talking point with the offensive line. I'm not really seeing uh, across the board any kind of visible progress from a season ago. You've held your own in some instances, but you know, are you here to hold your own? I, I don't think so. I thought you were here to contend for something serious in the league this year. Um, so I, and I want to say, yeah, Taj Brooks, but do you even have the willingness to use him in real games? That wasn't a real game last week. Do you have the willingness yeah. to Taj Brooks, uh, a focal point whenever it's real fur flying? Uh, the early returns would say, no, you have to go defensive. I think. And the punt mentioned the punter mentioned, I just feel like it was a cruel prank on me <laughs> because in the biggest, the most frustrating point of the year to me so far is the time you didn't use him. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, that's a different episode. I think you have to go defensive, Chris. And yeah, the interior of that defensive front is where I would start the conversation. I do like the back end, as you pointed to the coverage as well. And I, I, I again, just can't get past the fact that there were some big plays made in that Oregon game, even though statistically, again, at the end of the day, it wasn't all that pretty. But thought you held your own against what was the biggest test, obviously, so far of the year. But I, I can't even touch the offense right now as far as feeling good about anything there and really in a uh, a very you know kind of humbling way I'm, I'm not sure that I like much of anything that we got going on right now we're gonna find out if the thing that I'm most confident in and it sounds like we're mostly in agreement here that defensive front and maybe your rush defense is actually worth anything in just a few days so we'll figure that out here coming up against West Virginia because that's what they're gonna do and then do it time and time again I hope that's not too bleak for you early today on a Tuesday. Let us know what you think in the YouTube comments. What are we missing? What are we hitting? Where do you agree? Where do you disagree? But uh, that's that's kind of the lay of the land when you're sitting here at one and two, right, with some you know, borderline excruciating uh, ways that you lost the other two. Yeah, you know, and I and I thought uh, I thought the offense actually played. It's hard to, to separate the two, but I, I thought the offense played actually really well against Oregon. But but the, the turnovers is what just kills you. Like yeah. you you're in scoring position, and then you you, you know with, with the giveaways, and then you don't you come away with no points. But I thought you, I thought you were pretty good in that game. I thought really in all aspects, and I know it wasn't traditional running. I don't get it caught up into that as much. I just as long as you got some rushing yards, you can run the football. I'm okay with it. And four I yards that, is four yards. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and and you know what? You know what's here's the weird part. Look, you know we go back because it, it says on the screen non-conference review. You're one and two, and yet it feels so different than than your non-conference last year. And, and, and what's what's funny is you beat Murray State, so that's the Tarleton game. You uh, you lose the the NC State game, which is the Oregon game, your Power Five game. 
it was the Houston game that's the swing game here. Yeah. And you really shouldn't have beat Houston last year, if we're being honest. You converted yeah. a fourth and 17. <laughs> I mean, a fourth and 17. Do you know what the football odds and the win probabilities and all that when you have to con- you know, convert a fourth and 17? But you win it in overtime, and so you go two and one. And I think we would all agree that the equivalent of that same game this year being at Wyoming on paper, much, much different. But that's the difference right now in your seasons last year to this year as far as the non-conference goes. Um, I think people have probably forgotten about that you barely got out of there with that win over Houston. It was at home, mind you, and it was a non-conference game, uh, obviously. Uh, But that fourth and – I think that's right. I think it was fourth and 17 that you converted. right. And, uh, whoo, barely, prayers answered. Uh, but that's kind of the difference right now. And I don't know if, if last year, if you felt, if we're, if we're talking about this same thing across the board, if you just kind of came away going, you know, what do I feel really good about? Uh, I don't know what you, if you would have said much different. Uh, I think it would have been year. a very similar combo. I yeah. agree. Defensively I agree. oriented and just hoping against hope for some other things. And at that point, quarterback was very much in, in question because Donovan was, was starting. And yeah. and you were doing some different things because of the injury to, to Shuck. And so anyway, yeah, we'd already uh, lost one and I'm already thinking about the what was it, a pick six in Raleigh? <laughs> a yeah. big play that was yeah, we were exactly just about in the same quicksand <laughs> this time of year ago, except that home win and doing it in such dramatic fashion. Absolutely. I mean a win in general, but the dramatic fashion also, I think, just made you feel differently uh, about your odds heading into Big 12 play. But here's the deal about football every week is a new story. Every week is a separate week unto itself. Nothing stays the same. You get better or you get worse, but it's always a new week. So maybe go out there and begin to write a new script. Still got all your objectives in front of you as far as what you hope to do in the conference, but it's got to start with something serious on Saturday. We've got plenty more time to visit with you about it here this week and back to do it again tomorrow. Looking forward to it, Chris. Thanks for the time as always. Absolutely, man. And yeah, you nailed it, man. With the portal, there is nothing more week to week uh, than college football. I mean, just check the results and, and yeah. try try wagering on it. It'll drive you insane if you're out there <laughs> trying to figure it out and it's impossible to do so. But uh, keep hope alive, man. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And do it with our friends at FanDuel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Road favorite we're covering here this week, opening up minus four and a half, were the Red Raiders. Keeping an eye on that as the week rolls along and everything else under the Texas Tech sun. For Chris, I'm Casey. We'll see you for the next round on Locked on Texas Tech.